Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I'm the co-founder of Ignite DA and so glad you've taken time out of your busy schedule to spend a few minutes with us as we continue to bring you the thought leaders in the industry. And that's why I'm so pleased to have Dr. Pam Maragliano-Munez with us today. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. How are you? I am doing great. I'm so looking forward to talking to you. I know who you are and all about you, but I'd love for you to tell our audience a little bit about you. Sure. Hello, everybody. I'm thrilled to be here with you. I'm Pam Maragliano-Munez. I am a board-certified prosthodontist, and I have a private practice in Salem, Massachusetts. I'm also the chief editor of Dental Economics, um, but I guess my real segue into the dental industry is that I was a dental hygienist, and so about 10 years ago, actually more than that now, I guess about 12 years ago, I presented what I did to prevent tooth decay uh, at the American Dental Association meeting. So I've been basically lecturing and writing and just being out there really ever since. So it's an honor to be here with you. That is so cool. And you know, dental economics is a special place in my heart. So thank you for all you're doing to continue to educate dentists and dental teams throughout the country. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very cool thing that you do. So thank you. Let's talk a little bit today. Let's let's focus on the dental assistants, if that's all right with you, and, and kind of their role as far as the home care and making sure that once the patients leave the practice, that relationship that they built continues on. And I wondered tips, thoughts, kind of what you wanted to share with our audience about that aspect of it. Yeah, I have so much to share when it comes to the dental assistant. I and mean, first things first, I think it's really important that the dental assistant realizes that they're such an important part of the dental team. I think sometimes the assistant kind of hides behind the dentist or, you know, oh, I just sort of help the dentist, but I'm not really that important. And that is so not the case. And I feel an empowered dental assistant can be such an invaluable member of the dental team. And, you know, you have a license, you have a whole list of services you can provide. And I think you should be using your license to the maximum. And I think also for a practice and a team to be really successful, we should all be sharing the same message. So for example, in my practice, we all are really preventive oriented. And so it's important that the recommendations I'm giving are consistent with the recommendations of my hygienist and the recommendations of my assistant. I think that if we don't meet about it and really make sure that we're all on the same page, it can confuse patients. It could make us look unprofessional, make us look ill-prepared. And so I can't tell you enough how important your role is in keeping our patients healthy. And and I love that you bring that up because so many times I hear from assistants that there's not that communication in their practice about making sure each of them are on the same page, but that's actually time you set aside for in your practice. Is that right? Oh, yeah. So we have monthly meetings or we try to have monthly meetings as best we can. And my assistant, she's amazing. She organizes everything. Uh, So she knows all of the products that kind of come in and come out and ones that actually fly off the shelves and ones that kind of don't. And she's part of the whole process. And so and she's also I think another thing that's important is, I guess, if you work in multiple practices, you'd have to choose more or less. But you should be a patient in your practice and get the experience of what your patients get, because this way, you know what the recommendations are of the hygienist. You know what it likes to feel 
in just to, how it feels to be in the chair and to have your teeth treated by the dentist and by the hygienist. And I think that when you're making recommendations to the patient, it also further strengthens your trust in the dental practice. I know I would hate it in my office if somebody said, well, is she a good dentist? And they say, oh, I don't know. I go somewhere else. <laughs> and I just think yeah, that, true. you know, yeah, just being a real important part of the dental team and making those recommendations and knowing that you have such a strong role there, you can keep patients healthy. And I think that it's not just for the hygienist to do, and it's most definitely not just for me to do, but I can tell you my job gets a lot better and a lot easier when my patients are healthy and you play a large role in that. And I, and I think it's so important when, a, when an assistant has the empowerment and the strength that when you leave the room and the patient asks for his or her opinion, that not only do they have the knowledge to back up what you said, but they also have that confidence as well to say, absolutely, and here's why it's important. It's true. One of the best things you probably could do, I know this sounds kind of boring, but I actually kind of love it, is any material that you work with with your dentist and, you know, the dental hygiene materials, all the materials, you know, the little MDS sheets, the little um, instructions for use that most of the time, some of you actually are in charge of organizing. Crack that sucker open and read it because there's a few things that you'll get out of it. Number one, the correct intended for um, use for that material. Also, the proper handling of the material and storage of that material. But also you'll learn kind of in some instances, how and why the material works that way. And I'm curious, in your practice, how does it work for those products that they take home where they should be using at home? Is that a message that you provide, the hygienist provides, and then the assistant kind of reinforces? Or how, how is that done in your practice? I think it depends on where the patient is at that moment. I would say really the heart of the dental practice is within the dental hygiene room when it comes to prevention. That sort of sets the stage for the individualized recommendations for that particular patient because the perio charting is done right then and there, et cetera. But then, and I believe very strongly that all perio has to be taken care of before the patient comes and sees me for restorative. So if for some reason we get in there and the patient's gums are bleeding, and you can tell they really haven't been following through. I can tell the patient, but when I walk out of the room, inevitably to go check a hygiene patient, my assistant can reinforce that recommendation and can break out the camera, take a photo and be like, you look at that, there's bleeding. We can't keep this dry. Or you see that you want to have a beautiful crown, but look at what your gums look like. We can't get your gums healthy by ourselves. You have to do your part in this role as well. And so I just, I can't stress enough how vital the assistance role is. Also, um, depending on, you know, if you're working with a prosthodontist, I'm a prosthodontist. Um, my assistant, when I'm making a provisional and I cement it in place and I step out of the room, my assistant has a whole spiel for how to care for that provisional. And she goes through it every single time on every single patient. And that's the only way that I'm going to be able to bond that crown in a few weeks from now, because if the patient's not healthy, crown can't go in. And, and I've got to be honest, I love that you said that about how your assistant does the same talk with every patient, 
but yet that assistant has to find kind of the excitement in it, even though she's doing it multiple times with multiple patients, so that the patient really feels like that he or she's being the most important person in the room rather than just, oh, I've done this already, here we go, and how important that is. Well, I also think, I don't know, I mean, everybody's different, but <laughs> I think that being able to diversify your role and be able to do different things throughout the day keeps things very, very interesting. And I think that um, as an assistant, it would be great. I mean, I'm trying to build my practice and have you know multiple assistants going at one time, but I think the assistant could potentially have a column in the schedule. I know when I'm, you know, I have my DE responsibilities, I'm not with patients and my assistant's still in the office and she could be placing attachments uh, you know, for our clear aligner patients, bleaching, you know, making a temp if something comes uncemented or something breaks. I mean, I think that assistants should be able to do that. And while it's kind of boring because we're not working together on patients when I'm, you know, providing my DE responsibilities, she can, she can keep her job interesting and she sure. can do things and, you know, feel empowered that she's seeing a patient too. And that's her patient just as much as it's mine. So I have to ask, and I know every dentist is different, every assistant is different, but how long did it take you to get that confidence that if you were going to be away, you knew things were going to be just fine in your absence there in the practice? I want to say it took a long time, but it really didn't. Um, to be honest with you, I bought a practice that was 32 years old, and this was almost eight years ago, and I kept the staff with me the entire time. It's not my in my personality to just kick people out and you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I will tell you that I made myself extraordinarily uncomfortable for the comfort of all of the people around me. And cut to 2020, when the office is closed, and I had this opportunity to just sort of reflect on my practice and what I want my practice to be and how I've had seven years or six years or whatever to make my practice the way I wanted it. And I'm nowhere near there because of the team around me. Um, I realized that I didn't have the right team. And so I actually replaced my entire clinical team in 2020. Hmm. And to be honest with you, it was the scariest, but the best move I've ever done. And I'll tell you that once I had some people in there who are excited and they love what they do and they're empowered to do what their license tells them they can do, I don't... I don't have time to micromanage people and I don't, I don't want to hold people's hands all day long. I want them to be able to feel responsible for their role. And uh, it didn't take long to be able to truly rely on them. Cool. And I've, and I've got to ask, as I said, got the soft spot for publications, for journals as the, as the chief editor for dental economics, how vital do you think it is for dental assistants to, read the publications that come in and kind of stay on track with what maybe what the dentist is reading so that there is kind of that same level of learning at least through the the publications and the written word now i think it's really important and i think it's important because number one it would be interesting to get a, an assistant's perspective on some of the articles that are written i'd say most of my articles that that come to me are usually written by dentists mm -hmm. or um, different people in the industry or dental hygienists. Um, I'd say once in a while I get an assistant that'll write, but it's pretty rare. And I think it would be important to do that. Also, you could see case reports. 
sometimes there's case reports in the in publications and it does happen sometimes where you know there might be a case that maybe we struggled through or maybe there's a case that didn't come out as well as we wanted it to um to be honest with you i learned a, a tip on instagram that it was it, i know it sounds crazy no. but i can tell you that you know for me bonding lingual retainers was one of the most annoying things i've ever done because they'd always be a little wonky on one side or it just was never never looked like the way an orthodontist did it and as a prosthodontist that kills my soul and so i found a technique on instagram that i pulled my assistant aside i'm like hey look at this and she's like oh yeah let's do that so we took a few minutes we pulled my office manager aside she's our guinea pig for most things and so i didn't bond a lingual retainer to her teeth but we practiced the technique together because we had it scheduled the next day and so for me and my assistant to be mentally prepared to do especially a new technique, I can't tell you how beneficial it is to have you prepared for that. I love that. And, and I love the fact that you're learning from, let's say, a new location like an Instagram, but you're also willing to learn something new and then make sure your entire team is on board with that as well. Dentistry is constantly changing new materials, new techniques, new equipment, you know, all of the things. And I would just say, you know, it's not really great to rely on, oh, I've done this for X amount of years. I've seen it all. I know it all. Yep. Because I can tell you, I've been, you know, I entered the dental industry over 25 years ago at this point. Um, and I feel like the more I know, the the less I know. <laughs> and I feel like that, you know, the more I need to learn. And I can tell you that it's not boring and it's pretty exciting to see new products come out, new techniques and ways that you can always get better and better. You know, for example, you know, um, back in the day, you'd see somebody with gingivitis and you'd say, ah, you got to brush your teeth, you got to floss your teeth, you know, and you really need to just do a better job. And there wasn't, you know, maybe we'd recommend a toothpaste with fluoride in it, but not really hurting ourselves to do that. Um, but nowadays we can recommend toothpastes that have targeted objectives to keep our patients healthy. Like you mm -hmm. use a toothpaste, like a Stannis fluoride toothpaste, and that has the ability to creep below the gum line pretty far. So it's great for your perio patients. It can kill bacteria. Stannis fluoride actually is fluoride, so it will help to strengthen your teeth and prevent against tooth decay. It's got the the ability to help with bad breath. I mean, it's gingivitis, bleeding gums, all the things. And you can really help your patient with one simple product recommendation where maybe before you might have to send the patient away with a bag of things. And, you know, it does, doesn't have to always be that difficult now with new technologies. It's paying attention to the patient. It's paying attention to what's coming and then trying to marry those two together in the best way possible. And, and like you said, that's a constantly evolving thing in our industry. Very much so. And I think it keeps dentistry fun. You know, you could kind of like, you know, just kind of schlep through your day and do your thing. And I can tell you, it can be super boring, but I can tell you also that if you're constantly checking out new materials and new things and you know, I'm just trying to make sure that you're also on the right team, because if you share a passion for dentistry like I do, yet you're kind of in an environment that's not conducive to nurturing that passion, 
I might not be on the right team either. Yeah. And so I think it's important to find your people, find your team. I hope that everybody who's listening here wakes up in the morning and looks forward to where they spend their day. And if you don't, you got something to think about there. Well, I think you've given our listeners a lot to think about, which is awesome and always something I love whenever our guests come on our podcast. And and sometimes our listeners love to reach out to our guests. Is there a way that they can get a hold of you or learn more from you? Other than, may just checking out dental economics, which is always a good thing. Yes, you can always check out dental economics <laughs> and you can always follow dental economics on Instagram, dental economics official. Um, you can also reach out to me directly. You can email me at pmuniz, M-U-N-I-Z, at endeavorb2b.com. Or you can always follow me on Instagram or reach out to me there at, at Dr. Underscore Pamela Maragliano or Dr. Pamela underscore Maragliano. There's only one of us, so you'll find me. <laughs> you'll find me. <laughs> awesome. And I know you're doing a lot with Dr. David Rice, who, of course, is the co-founder of Ignite DA along with me. Uh, you guys are tearing it up on social media, and it's a lot of fun to see you all do things with Dentistry IQ and Dental Economics. Always great. Thank you so much. It is most definitely the highlight of what I do. It's so much fun. <laughs> well, thank you for being a part of the show today. I really do appreciate your time, and I will look forward to seeing you on the show floor or somewhere very soon. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And thanks to all of you who listen to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. We love to bring the experts to you talking to you, giving you advice on how to have a better day and a better career. That's what we're all about here at the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us. And until next time, Kevin Henry, the co-founder of Ignite DA, signing off, wishing you great things ahead. And as always, together we rise.